Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, you good to go. <clears throat> Roses are red, violets are blue. We all love good brisket. So come through the drive-thru. 517-BBQ. I hope you like my little poem. Come join us in the drive-thru or order on your favorite app. Located at 427 East Oakland Ave, Lansing, Michigan. 517-BBQ. You ready to eat? Welcome to Grand Kai Gaming. This is your first time here? I'm glad to have you. On this channel, you're going to find tournaments, reviews, gameplay, and so much more. If you find this content valuable, consider subscribing to the channel. Welcome to this ENT podcast featuring Mr. Joe Walker. Thank you all for tuning in. I am the Word Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Joe Walker, and welcome to this podcast brought to you by ThisENT.com. Proven Esports Group, 517 Barbecue, and Grand Kai Gaming. Be sure you subscribe to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We appreciate you continuing to tune in. Welcome back. This is a special episode. I feel like every episode is special. Do I say that a lot? If I say that a lot, let me know on Twitter at Mr. Joe Walker. But I feel like every episode is special, and this one is extra special because... It features someone who was a, a, a big part of my my childhood, a music that was part of my upbringing. And that's music legend, R&B icon, Grammy winning artist, Freddie Jackson. Now, before the COVID outbreak, before all the tragedy that's sadly struck our nation, AOG 2012 and I got an opportunity to venture to Detroit for the African Arts Festival. And this took place at the African American Museum. So when he and I arrived, we we toured the grounds, we checked out some of the food, we talked to some of the vendors, we met some really cool artists and made some new connections. Um, we took some pictures, had some conversations, we just had a good time, you know, exploring the grounds and, and seeing all the the beautiful artwork and the creations from all these creative and inspiring people it was a lot of fun but we weren't just there for that reason we weren't just there to sightsee we weren't just there just to take in all the art it was a part of it but we went there with the intention of interviewing freddie jackson it was a huge honor we had the interview scheduled and we had a little time um afterwards and that's when we we walked the grounds. But when we got there, our focus was on how we were going to engage this huge legend in entertainment. Now, I've had my share of interactions with legends in entertainment for the 20 plus years of my journalism career, which is a huge blessing. And to be able to do it with my brother, you know, that, that means a lot because as we were developing this ENT.com, we knew that we just couldn't focus on what's new. We had to focus on who paved the way for us to be able to share, you know, stories on new artists and current artists and various other things that involve entertainment. If this is all things entertainment, then all of those things should pay respects to the people who've paved those roads that allow us to be able to 
post the videos and write the columns and share the interviews and articles on the people that we do. And, and we've had we've had a good run with having those legends on our site. You've seen Susie Quattro in our Q&A series. You've seen Jazz O in our Q&A series. You've seen John Lodge in our Q&A series, which is just crazy to say those three names in association with what we're doing. And so now we're going to present the Freddie Jackson interview. But just to give you a little background on it, again, we were at the African-American um, Arts Festival and we went there for a scheduled interview with, with Mr. Jackson. And we met up with him in his dressing room. And, um, you know, before we prepared, you know, before we went in to talk to him, we were outside just getting our gear ready, getting the cameras and recorders ready and everything. And we were just kind of soaking in it, you know, like beyond this door is a man whose music has touched so many lives, including ours, our parents. Um, my mother was a huge Freddie Jackson fan. Heard, her, heard his music a lot. Um, spent a lot of time on the highway with my mother as a child. And his music got us to our destination, got us home. And being able to talk with someone who meant, whose music meant so much to my mother really touched my heart, you know? And um, so we're standing there in the hall, just outside his dressing room, preparing to go in. And um, it's just kind of quiet. And uh, AOG is getting the camera ready. And neither one of us are saying much. I think at this point, we're, we weren't saying anything at all. We said we were just preparing for the moment. And uh, after he got the camera ready, you know, usually he would say something like, all right, let's go. Or let's go. Something, something hype to hype up the moment. But he just looked at me with a straight face. And he was like, bro, this is huge. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and... So we enter the room and we see him and it's, you know, it's just one of those, it's one of those moments where you, you it feels like a dream it, where you're trying to decipher whether it's real or if it's a dream. Is this really happening in my imagination, you know, and um, it was just really cool to walk into the room and see him and look at him and my and for some people that might sound weird if you've ever had the opportunity to engage someone that would be considered um a hero or an influence someone you may have read about someone you may have watched on tv or whose music you listen to um uh, wh wherever you you, you gain knowledge and on this person, wherever you learned about them, in whatever way they touched your life, other than face to face. And then to be able to finally see them in person and not even just see them in person, because sometimes people have those opportunities. You go to concerts, you go to speaking engagements and you see these people. 
And you don't not everybody gets to engage with them. You get to see them. You get to listen to them. You get to applaud them. But you don't get to talk to them one on one. You don't get to shake their hands and give them hugs. You see them and you take that, you know, you take that memory with you when you leave. Like, oh, I got to see them. That means a lot. I remember uh, my family and I, we went to um, Charlotte and we went to a, a Bobcats game. And, you know, from where we were seated, you know, we weren't far from where Michael Jordan was sitting on the sidelines and seeing MJ. He's like, whoa, there's Mike. You know, and that was my second time seeing him. I saw him, I went to a New Jersey Nets game and saw Mike when he was with the Bulls. But just those moments where you're like, oh, there they are. And that's what it was like to walk in and just see him there. It's, it's dreamlike. And it was cool. And he was really cool. He was cool to us. And uh, we had a good conversation. He was there for the festival. He was there to honor the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, and her memory, who was a friend of his. All of which you're going to hear right now in this interview. So without further ado... Please enjoy our interview with R&B icon, Freddie Jackson. It's the World Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Joe Walker. We're here at the Wright Museum in Detroit, Michigan, and I'm standing next to none other than R&B legend, Freddie Jackson. Joe, it's my pleasure. My pleasure to be here with you. Heavyweight champion. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Got a belt, but it's not that big. <laughs> it's a little smaller than yours. <laughs> this, will look, this, will, this will look good on you. So you're here today to perform for the, for the African Festival. Mm -hmm. um, what are you going to be performing? You got any special songs planned? Well, you know, I'll be paying tribute, of course, to my queen, Aretha Franklin. She is my lady. She is my queen. And so I have to honor. And she was my friend. And uh, so um, it, I'm looking up at that picture back there, and it's like she's peeking in this room at me saying, Freddie, get up. Tasty Love. That was one of her favorite songs, you know. Uh, she said she loved Tasty Love. I said, what do you know about Tasty Love? She says, the queen deserves to be tasty. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm honored to be here in this incredible, beautiful, beautiful museum. You know, African art, my culture. I'm born and raised in uh, a village called Harlem, New York City. So I've walked the streets as an African-American child. And... Uh, have helped to pave the way for other children who want to be like the Freddie Jackson, the boxers that you are. You know, we've got to continue to send that message on that, yes, you can. So it's an honor for me to be, to walk through these walls, these hallways here at this beautiful, beautiful museum, and to be here to celebrate it, to bring it, to celebrate it with our people. I am honored. Beautiful, and it, seeing Aretha Franklin's picture outside just kind of hit me right here. She's looking at me, I swear to God. You know, I, I just said to her sister-in-law, who's here in my dress room with me early, and I said, I feel like she's peeking at me over these glasses, you know, like saying, it's all right, Freddie, it's all right. And uh, it's touching my heart. It feels really, really good. I'm singing for Aretha tonight. With you mentioning, mentioning children and being back to school, um, we noticed that a lot of schools um, that are having issues with funding are cutting music programs mm -hmm. to save money. Um, how do you feel about that? 
I think it's sad because uh, when I went to school, I was in the chorus. I was in uh, the um, the instrumentation of the the, uh, the orchestra. I played the violin. Yeah, I pick it up today. You'd be like, Freddie, put that down. <laughs> yeah, I was probably playing by, just by ear. I think it's important. I think they really need to fund do more funding for um, for music and for the arts because I was in high school plays. I was in junior high school plays. That's where I got my direction for stage and stuff like that. And there are a lot of kids who cannot afford to parents who can't afford to send their children to private schools and so uh, and pu public schools would give that mm -hmm. you know and that was a course that you had to pass and so I think it's kind of a shame that it's not in the in the school curricula anymore and I, I think somebody needs to really fight for it because it also what it does and will do I think is it will allow children to expand their horizons their minds as opposed to their heads down on computers and all this stuff they'll have a chance to utilize the gifts even broader if they have some type of direction with someone physically teaching and showing them hands-on always work as a boxer you know that hands-on <laughs> is all I'm, I'm not a boxer well, a fighter. <laughs> a writer a, a, a writer 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 what is that? <laughs> what is that? I'm, a, I'm a writer, not a fighter. Uh, I, I, oh, you're a lover. Oh, well, I'm a lover. <laughs> we got something in common. <laughs> well, at, at any rate, you know, you've got to have someone that's hands on. Absolutely. That's hands on. And I think you can get it from the computer, but it's n even better when you got somebody that's actually physically touching you and helping you with it. And so I think the curricula in school would be very important for children today. Tell me something that you learned from Aretha that you were able to put your own spin on that kids studying music today could learn from you. I learned from Aretha to sing it from your soul, to give it from your heart and from your soul. You couldn't, you could not have taught Aretha what she had. That it was just a magic. It was just a. A blessing, a gift, what she had. And so that meant that it came from the soul. That's why she was the queen. The queen. Of soul. Because Absolutely. she cap she capitalized off of what was going on inside of her and it came out through here. And so my uh my words to kids that want to get into, into the industry and think they know how to sing R&B just because they can hum a few lines. To study, you got to study. I studied Nat King Cole. I studied Donnie Hathaway. I studied Marvin Gaye as I was growing up. I studied James Cleveland, Shirley Caesar. I studied singers, Mahalia Jackson. True, true singers. That's why I am also the singer. And plus with my own personal gift that God bestowed upon me, I only added all that flavor mm -hmm. and sitting in the Apollo Theater every Saturday I watched the Wilson Pickett's and, and, and the greatest uh, uh, Otis Redding's performance. Man, you speaking names give me chills over Yeah, here. <laughs> these are guys that as a kid I sat and watched on stage and so that was my school of education, the Apollo Theater and so I say Aretha, and, and Miss Aretha Franklin, Patti LaBelle at the Apollo Theater. So, but they sing from the heart and from the soul. Sing from what's within, and it will allow you to have longevity. Right. Couple more questions. Um, tell me about a time that you did something nice for somebody that you didn't know, and what did you do, and what compelled you to do it? 
Well, I was living on 110th Street, and there, uh, right across the street from Central Park, and you know, New York City, Central Park, and the whole nine yards. There was always this uh, homeless person that would always be like downstairs to open the door, and you give them a couple of dollars, open the door, and come dead see. I don't know how this person always used to like. It's time to me coming out of the <laughs> building, and we would always open up the cab door before I got in. I'll give a couple of dollars, and then I remember doing one of those things that they used to do that they need to do today in a record signing in store. And I remember uh, there was a line of people and this person, next person came up to get an autograph on, a, on their album and it was this particular homeless person. And she looked at me and said, do you remember me? And I said, she says, I'm the one that used to always help you with your bags. You, you lived on 110th Street, and then I remember I said, oh my God, how you doing? She said, fine, but looking so good, so refreshed, so well. But she says, because of you and the things that you used to say to me, I pulled my life together. I'm no longer a crackhead. I have my own apartment. I've got a job. You gave me hope. So if I can give somebody hope like that, that makes me feel good. That's what's up. That was a very good answer. Mm -hmm. um, what is it about music that you still love the most? I love the way it makes me feel. When I'm at my lowest, I can sing a song and I feel good. Melba Moore used to say, Freddie, she's called me Fred Bow because she said my voice was like a break dancer. Don't <laughs> dance. The Fred Bow, let me tell you, music is a powerful thing. And I can always, no matter what's going on, whatever the situation is, I can find something in music that lifts my spirit. And I'm grateful for the power of music. I know that, um, you know, Lou George of Full Force is going through something with his eyesight. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a chance that he might, you know, lose it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a, a, as, a, as somebody um, who understands the power of music, like mm -hmm. what is something that you would sing to him to uplift him to keep his spirits high um, in that situation? I, you know, we were on the same management for four. So, Bolega Lou, we all are friends, and I, I just saw Bolega uh, Lou just a, a few months ago. Lou has done a lot of good stuff. Oh, he's been there on internet radio, and I did their radio show and stuff like that. Um, I would say you walk by faith, but you receive by sight, and. Um, he sees but few knows. And all we all have journeys in our lives that we have to uh, embark upon that we never imagined that we would have to. Um, what we have to do with it is pick up our cross and walk and to know that there's something greater still yet ahead. You may lose one thing, but you may gain something even greater. But to know this guy is seeing the best of the best, the best in all over the world. So he don't ever have to say, if I could or would have shoulda. He's seen and the best. He's been all over the world. I know these cats. And their hearts are stronger than anything else. So I would only say, as Aretha would say, it's amazing grace that will leave you, lead you on. All you got to do is continue to hold that grace, and it will carry you through. Last question. What are you hoping to see out here at this festival today that you can take with you? A whole bunch of people feeling a whole bunch of soul. A kumbaya moment. <laughs> you know, we all coming together as one and being proud of this environment that we're in 
we should be very honored to be here in Detroit at this museum as one, and you're almost saying to other people, welcome to my home. Thanks for checking out the This ENT Podcast. You can find this podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular platforms. Make sure you visit thisent.com regularly for all things entertainment. You know? <laughs> All right, whenever you're ready, sir. Mike, check. Can you count your mm-hmm. All right, five, four, three.